You're listening to That's What I Thought, a casual conversation about life, love, relationships, and the lessons we learn. Here are your hosts, Micah and Annette. Welcome back. You can say welcome back. It's been over a year now, hasn't it? I mean, it's still welcome back, but you know. It's just been a while. It's been good. It's been a while. Uh yeah, welcome back to That's What I Thought podcast. Um we've been gone for a while. We've been doing life and just enjoying life actually. So just mm-hmm. kind of just, just kind of fell off to the wayside. Guys, and... I don't know if you know this, but podcasting is hard work. And so we've taken some we got some new tools to make it a little bit easier for us and cheat the system. Heck yeah. And so that's good. But if you have a favorite podcast you like, thank your podcaster. I think I learned the other day that, like, if you make 40 episodes, you're, like, in the top 10% of podcasts or something. Oh, we were so close. We were, like, 36. I know. <laughs> we're almost there. We're going to get there. We're almost Just there. Just a little separated out. Yeah, we did really well for a while. We did every week. We are doing a weekly podcast episode. And yeah. then we're, like, that's exhausting. Mm-hmm. And then life got hard, too. And then As life got says- better. And then we're like, I'm pretty comfortable just not doing podcasts. And then we did a couple. Yeah. We did like four last year, at the beginning of last year. But and it's fun to have an outlet to talk sometimes about ideas in our brain. Yeah. Which is really what we like the podcast about. We did that mainly just so we just have a little face-to-face conversation with each other and chit-chat and mm-hmm. talk about life, which we always do. But it's nice to have that intentional time to actually do it. Uh, which is why uh, we're essentially starting back up. But we're going to do it uh, at our leisure. So there's not going to be a structure timeline of when these will come out. They will come out. I mean, currently our hope is like at least once a month. Podcasts are always just at your leisure, though, which is kind of nice. Like, I think just everyone should have that mentality. It's just unless you're trying to build a regular fan base, (laughs) then that's different. You just want to talk about life. Yeah, we're just here to shit chat. This is then more just documentation for us. At your leisure. Yeah. So if somebody listens to it and gets something out of it, then even better. Because you were saying the other day, what well, we started the podcast like shortly after we got married, right? Yeah, about six months into our marriage, we started it and we did it for about six months like consistently. Mm-hmm. So, which was the first year and a half of our marriage was probably the hardest on us as like individuals and like just not necessarily between us but just outside forces mm-hmm. kind of against us and like we'd switch jobs a couple times we had moved we had uh gone different bouts of depression and anxiety and mm-hmm. just trying to and life changes just all the over and over and over again that happened uh and so it was just like a lot and it was exhausting and tiring and uh but the one thing that we were both very intentional about uh, was our marriage and making sure that we we're still communicating and learning and seeking after each other. Um, and so it was really cool. I had a friend of mine found our podcast this last week and was like, hey, like this is really cool. Like uh, they hadn't listened to any of it yet, but they just really liked the idea of like a married couple who actually just talks and is pretty genuine about their life and what they're learning. And uh, and how that can just be used to better other marriages and um so i just felt that urge to kick start it again but we're going to switch gears more towards um marriage because like i was going through it this week 
uh, or all of our previous episodes. And they're all kind of all over the place, just the different aspects of life, but mm-hmm. uh, which wasn't bad at all. But going into this time, I want to give it a little bit more of a intentional purpose because we're both very uh, passionate about marriage and uh, not just ours and other people's marriages too. Uh, which actually leads to our next point. Uh, we are currently training to be premarital counselors, which we're very excited about and we're really enjoying. Uh, but, and I wanted to tell us a little bit about how that kind of came to be. Yeah. I kind of want to back up a little bit. I think it would be fun to go like year one, year two, not like a word for the year, but like give an overview of like the things that happened and then like how it affected our marriage. Cause I think especially what I've heard from Micah is just, he has such a passion for people in transition and especially like the first few years of you getting married are full of a lot of transitions, no matter what, like there's obvious built in transitions and depending on like, if you're following Jesus or not, that you might have more than others. And so I think it would be interesting like for us, for our record to look back on the first two years, yeah. but also like as an encouragement to our friends who are like walking through their first year years of marriages. Like I think you get a lot of people start their marriages. Speaking of premarital counseling, something we've been learning premarital counseling is that you'll come into your marriage with different mindsets. And typically like when you're engaged, you kind of have a romanticized idea of marriage and then obviously you're going to hit bumps and, and hard things along the way. And what really matters is how you deal with that. And if you lean into each other instead of leaning away from each other. And so I think it would be helpful to like walk through those overview of the year one, you two, as we approach year three here in May. That's true. It's only been three years. Feels like a lot longer in a good way. Mm-hmm. Ugh, uh... So I, how about I do the overview of the events and you chime in and then what we, we what you learned you can have like a like what you learned most in our marriage that year yeah so year one we got married may during the pandemic <laughs> which is wild to think about that it's been you know remember one time when we had this pandemic and then like we still feel the effects of it but it's just it like stopped everybody's lives yeah just like this major I don't know how many they say like major world events you experience in your life, but that's obviously a major world event like four. that will be part of our our life story and what we tell to our kids and our grandkids someday. And so like, yeah, we got married during that time. And I think that was, in my perspective, a huge blessing, although there was lots of difficulties with sickness going around. It was nice for us to get married because it forced us to prioritize our marriage over the wedding. So we got married earlier than we planned on. And it was just nice because we didn't worry about the events of the day or anything like that. We're like, we just want to get married. And so we basically eloped in the woods and had just a few people who really mattered to us. And that was about it. And then we stayed in our house for a little bit and just had the honeymoon there and got to learn all about intimacy together that way. And, just have time. And then we had a party later in the fall. And at that time, like by the next year, like I had gone through two jobs. I think you had gone to through three. Mm-hmm. We had two dogs. Um, now we're down to one. I know. And 
when did we move here? It's moved that here would have October been year two. Twenty twenty one. Yeah, so that'd been year two. Seven year two. Yeah. So we <sighs> we still were in one house then, but we, a couple of jobs in. And then we took a first year anniversary vacation to Key West. And that yeah, was fun. That was delightful. So that was um as I see it, that's kind of our stopping points, our big major things. For the first year? Yeah. Yeah, I know for me, it was just a lot of it was just so much transition. So I lived a very consistent lifestyle mm-hmm. leading up to that because I, I mean, I was living at home. I had a one part-time job that I loved. And so I had lots of free time. I had lots of uh, me time, time with friends, time with uh, to like work out and time to just all these things. And so when we got married, all of a sudden, all of those things were just like gone. Cause like no longer can afford, cause I don't live at home anymore. I can no longer afford to have one part-time job. So I had to quit, I had to quit the job I loved. Uh, so that way I could help support our, our life. Uh, and so got a job, hated that job. I was literally there for two weeks. I was like, I'm putting, I'm putting two weeks notice. I'm done. Hated that job so much. Uh, job, it was in itself. It was just the hours were just so hard for me. It was just, and like, again, transition. So like I went from a comfortable little lifestyle where my money was my own, mm-hmm. my time was my own. Uh, I did something that I was passionate about and then I got married and suddenly my time wasn't my own. My house was, my space wasn't my own. My, uh, like you, you get married, all of a sudden you're responsible, not for yourself anymore, you're responsible to this other person as well. And, uh, and all the many things that come with that. So like being able to pay for the house and being able to mm-hmm. deal with the stress of, oh yeah. And like our pool liner had torn at the last house, which mm-hmm. cost $4,000 right at the beginning of our marriage. Mm-hmm. It was not a fun thing to try to maneuver. So it's just a lot of transitions. And then also, again, like we switched multiple jobs, which is a different transition every single time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I learned that I don't handle transition very well. <laughs> <laughs> and there's just so much of it. So it just had me, between that and then one of the jobs I was at for a really long time, or I guess not a really long time, compared to the one where I was at for four weeks. I was there for a year, a, year, a little over, just over a year. Uh, but it just had me at such a, I was so burnt out mm-hmm. in life. I was deeply depressed, uh, even while we were making that podcast. I mean, you can probably even notice it. You probably notice that I talk a lot less the later the episodes get. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was just a big transitional point and. A lot of, or sorry, a big year with a lot of transition points. Yeah. Uh, which really wore me out. Mm-hmm. And we definitely experienced a lot of burnout and depression right. in that first year too. Both of us in, in our jobs. In different ways, in similar ways, like losing relationships, mm-hmm. losing some different independences, which I think I think is always hard for everybody when you get married. Like when you get married and when you have a baby, like mm-hmm. you start you lose a lot of your um your independence and you gain a lot of responsibility and so you kind of have to die to your selfishness in a lot of ways which can be really beautiful like when you're leaning into relationship with another person and you're like especially if you're following jesus and you're leaning into that together like you can really grow a lot in that way but also it's it's painful and there's a grief in there because like your lifestyle looks different, things look different, and anytime things are different, I think there's grief involved in that. And so it was not only like I think every transition brings 
is a wedding and a funeral brings joy and grief. And so like that, that natural grief and joy we experienced getting married, but also like all the surrounding outside situations was just so heavy and so weighty. And so um, I think what, what we did really well is we were, we were still for each other in those things. Like we tried to really lean in and still appreciate one another and not make it a blame game or a pity party. You're like, you did this to me. And like, I wouldn't be in this situation if it wasn't for you. And like trying to instead like remember that we're on the same team and move together and encourage one another and try to listen really well and fight for one another. Yeah. I remember a lot of times that first year, I just sit in my car and just be like, man, this is marriage. It's just so hard. And I contemplate just the idea of like, man, I wish, I wish I hadn't done it just because it was just so hard. Like not in a, I want out, but just in a way I'm like, this is, I didn't expect. You just don't expect how hard it can be. And there are seasons too. So like right now we're in a, we've been in a pretty, pretty decent season for the past year. Um, but like knowing that like once we start having kids and, or maybe we change jobs again, like the just natural ebb and flow. Uh, but that first, especially that was first big waves. Mm-hmm. Those ones really rocky a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, in that first year, had a lot of big waves. Yeah. And I think that's what's so great about like following Jesus in those times is like you can lean into those things and be honest and vulnerable and build resilience, or you could build resentment. And like, the fact that like we both chose to build resilience. I think that's a testimony that a lot of people of any age, but especially in young marriages, they really struggle with. Like, I think that's why most marriages don't last like three years or something like that. Like, and everyone talks about that honeymoon phase. And then once it's, once it's not easy anymore, if you're not building resilience in your marriage and you're not growing together, then you're growing apart. And Yeah. yeah, I never felt like we really had a honeymoon phase. I know we just we, we never it really was just that. a hard hard year we didn't even have a honeymoon we didn't get a honeymoon too until year one yeah we did go to Kalahari that one time that was fun we did that was fun <laughs> but yeah no, it's 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 real but it's it's also really good especially like on the other side of it now yeah like we've talked about this like last I think it was last October I told us telling that I'm like I think this is the I'm finally at the point where I'm like I'm really enjoying being married hmm. like it where I'm just like absolutely enjoying it uh, whereas like before like the first year like i just said like it's just hard yeah and i was not really or at least not enjoying the fruit i wasn't seeing the fruits of it <laughs> so i was just in just the the growth period and it was hard the whole time and then year two which we'll probably we'll get into it was just mm-hmm. uh yeah that's a good transition a let's just move to talking about year two now unless yeah. there's something else you want to say about year one no i mean you guys kind of experienced that with us through the podcast and probably know a lot of that already so yeah. we can move on yeah and so year two was really was really good, uh, just because it was a really, um, it was a really healing time, mm-hmm. especially for me and for Nat. Oh. But, oh yeah, let me give my overview. Yeah, After overview. so we went to Key West, and that was kind of a good line in the sand because that's like kind of the first experience, bigger experience we had done together, like outside of Indiana, just doing something else, which. <laughs> But I would tell him, Micah said that he would never leave Indiana if it wasn't for me. So I did say that. So I appreciate <laughs> one thing I appreciate about Annette is that I would never leave Indiana if it wasn't for her. I would never go. I wouldn't even say Indiana. I would never leave my county <laughs> <laughs> if it wasn't for Annette. 
so for me especially that was nice because it was kind of like just a little bit of like escape and reward after a really hard difficult year like at least something fun to look forward to yeah and so i mean we still even learned a lot on that trip because that was the first trip together so we had to learn our different travel styles and how we like to vacation and those are things we'll still learn but you're talking about key west uh-huh oh, yeah yeah they were talking about the great wolf watch oh kalahari that was great wolf no, no it was kalahari it was kalahari. great wolf's like anyway they're next to each other yeah, so we yeah we had that trip and then we went um well, let's talk about our different ways of how we like because we vacation differently oh we do yeah. yeah which is normal i feel like especially couples <laughs> who get married and then go on the honeymoon trip right away oh, like yeah. the stereotypical I'm like, oh, no wonder people fight so much on their honeymoons because if you haven't done a trip together already, then it's like, oh, we have very different expectations. Yeah, especially if, if you, don't you talk. haven't slept together already, then it's like, oh, a lot all at once. This whole so other I'm, added situation. I'm really thankful we spread all those things out. But go ahead, yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah, so I, and this is one of the things that we talked about ahead of time because we knew. I mean, we also went through premarital counseling, mm-hmm. which we took very seriously, which I think was, I don't. Wonderful investment for our marriage. Mm-hmm. Uh, was taking that seriously together. Um, recommend James plugs you in. Highly Mike recommend. If you, <laughs> if you, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, but we, I mean, we want to do it because we we saw the value in, in ourselves. Totally. Um, and totally. so one of those things was just like trying to communicate ahead of time. So like, we try really hard to not have unmet, uncommunicated expectations. I say mm-hmm. that all the time. Um, uncommunicated, unmet expectations. Yeah. Um, and so one of those things, we're, we're trying to plan a vacation. And so I know, one thing I know about Annette is that Annette likes to do things. She's an adventurer at heart. <laughs> and I am not. <laughs> I am, I'm not lazy, but I, I like to lounge. I'm a lounger. That's He's a lounger, saying. yeah. I'm a lounger. Yeah, people get uh, that. And so when we go on vacation, uh, we went to Key West, which is like, there's all lots of things to do in Key West. But I'm like, I want... I was very adamant about like, I would like to have at least one day. We were there for like, I think three days. I was like, I need one of those days where we, we don't have plans. Where the plan is that we're going to hang out at the pool, maybe go out for dinner and just like relax. And if we feel like doing something, we'll do something. We'll let that be like a spontaneous part too. Uh, which Annette took really well. And but I'm like, and I'm like, so if I can have that, I'm totally fine with the other two days being jam-packed full of things and adventuring and traveling and sightseeing. Uh, Ended up being a really good vacation because of that. Mm-hmm. So like I knew, and we and so, and because we talked about it ahead of time, so I knew the expectation, or we both knew what the expectation was. And I also really like to know the plan, mm-hmm. and so I went into it with the relaxing day was going to be the last day. So I knew the first two days I could be really invested into, because I knew that third day would be a restful day, and so then I was more present with the net instead of being. Frustrated and feeling like I'm not vacationing at all, where if we didn't communicate that at all, I mean, I switched with my personality, I would just default to whatever Annette wanted to do. So then I would have been frustrated, annoyed that I'm not vacationing the way I want to vacation. And so we're only doing what Annette wants to do. And mm-hmm. that's not helpful in any way, shape, or form. And so it was actually really good. We ended up being a really nice vacation because of it. Yeah. Annette was good. I'm glad that like we communicated that up front. Because that was hard for me to pull. It's hard for me to pull back when I'm doing trips because, yeah. like, that's not how my dad is. So that's not really how I was raised. It's like different than my expectations of trips. And so I really appreciated that. Like, we got to do the the fun things up front right away. 
to kind of like satiate my appetite for those things. Yeah. So then by the end, I was like, okay, we're good now. Like I made sure I did the things like I'm like, as soon as I get there, I'm like, I want to do something like I want to experience the local culture. I want to see the sites. I want to do the eco tour, the history tour, like tell me everything. Give me all the information. And I'm like, so. I just want to go sit at the beach and be in a pool. That's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, but I would never, uh, we did a lot of cool, we did eco tour, which was really cool. Where we just like went around paddleboard and had a tour of all the cool like water ecosystems and all these things. It was so fun. It was so fun. And I would never would have done that if it wasn't for Annette. So <laughs> yeah. And it's really good too, because Micah is so good at resting. Like, even though it's not my initial response to do so, it feels good to have those down days and like to know that I do need to rest, even though my brain tells me I does, I don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so to have like to know that they are there is good. Like where I go too fast, Micah helps me rest, and where Micah goes too slow, I help him go fast. So yeah. we help each other in that way. Beautiful. <laughs> All right, so that was honeymoon. Yeah. Give us that was our our one year anniversary slash honeymoon trip. Yeah. So Who then, is? sorry, go. No, year two. We let's see. Um, I switched jobs again. Micah switched jobs again, and then we moved from our house in Elkhart to Napanee, and um, have been in the same places since then. We, I lost, uh, I think one of my grandparents in year one, and another one of my grandparents in year two. So, um, so I don't have any grandparents anymore. But yeah, so this year two had a couple of different deaths in it for us all at once and like i got my teeth taken out and it went from we had a lot of money from the house sale to we had no money and <laughs> now we're dead again. and uh but i feel like now we're kind of reaching a, a different level of thriving and so like even the the house move was like a big part of our marriage we had lots of discussion around that and like like that's a change i was resistant to because i really loved my house because it reminded me of things from my childhood that I loved and was very much me, but I think in Micah communicating his different frustrations and feeling like he didn't have ownership of that. Like it was really difficult for me to make that decision and even like felt financially irresponsible sometimes. Like God really made a way for it to work out in our favor. Um, when I was willing to lay down my agenda a little bit and see Micah's perspective and now in our house and now me I love it I'm obsessed with it and I love it here and I love the lifestyle even more than my old house which I just didn't think would be possible so it was a it was a that was a really difficult growing experience for me but I think it it was a a difficult thing to lay down and not hold as an idol but when I laid it down I think it made our marriage better yeah I I would say I hated that house but I only hated it when I lived there. So when it was Annette's house before we got married, I was like, this house is awesome. I love this for you. You know, she let me use her pool. I love pools. So I was at her I house. I don't know. I thought time. you were going to love it there because we had the pool. And I was. And then we got married. And I'm like, this place is always hot. <laughs> always hot. And I hate being hot. It's, I love Which being is, hot. again, why it was perfect house for Annette. And it was being hot. I hate being hot. It was always hot in that house because it was essentially like a greenhouse. There's so many windows on the side of where the sun was. And uh, and he has a really good reason because when he's really hot, it reminds of him when he feels really anxious yeah. and is having anxiety attacks and things. So, like, I understand that now. So there's like a yeah, um, 
but it was always hot. And then the pool liner that Samler had ripped. So I think it was by the time we got married, like it wasn't even useful to <laughs> use the pool. And then it just cost us all this money that neither of us really had because we both just changed jobs. Or at least I had, I just changed jobs. Uh, and so it was, it was, we had the money for it, but it was, it was just, it was not fine. The AC, yeah, and the AC system was like 10 years overdue to be replaced. Mm-hmm. And so, like, and then it cost us another thousand dollars to just try to have them clean it out and fix it up instead of replacing it. Uh, there were lots of things that were broken hot. that Micah. A lot of things that were broken, <laughs> and I didn't like. I don't like. I just felt like everything was breaking. So as soon as something was fixed, another thing would break. Which was, I mean, pretty reflective of how you were feeling in the rest of your life, anyway. So it was compounded with. The house is adding an additional stress to the rest of the burnout and depression in your life. Yeah. And plus, like, yeah, I guess that's a good parallel, too. So it felt like as soon as something was fixed, something else would break, mm-hmm. which felt, felt probably reminded me a lot of, like, every time I felt like I was finally done with the transition, something else would change. Mm-hmm. Um, and did not enjoy that. And so, so yeah, <laughs> I didn't enjoy the house much. Uh, and I was like, <laughs> that's the whole thing. The yard was massive. And. We couldn't get a mower that would just work. Because <laughs> we couldn't afford to buy a new one. We couldn't afford to buy a new one, but we needed a big one. So, like, I was trying to push mow this thing. It would take me two hours to mow it all. And it was a whole... Like, lose feeling in his hands. I lose feeling in my hands. <laughs> That's the whole thing. Doing it. And so I would, like, mow it, like, once a week. And I dread it all week. It's funny now. Week. It's funny now, but it was not... <laughs> I hated it back then. I... Yeah. There were parts of it that I really enjoyed. Um, like, I, I missed the We just didn't have the skill set. I mean, we just... Yeah. Yeah, the skill set or even the equipment. Mm-hmm. We didn't know what we needed, what we wanted. It was beautiful and ideal and in theory, but it just wasn't it practical wasn't for us at that point. It wasn't safe either for mm-hmm. little ones. Yeah. And so we were starting to think more long term in their second year, uh, which led to another job change because in year two was when you started working at, right? Yeah. Year two is when you started working at the church. Mm-hmm. And you've been really thriving there that year. And then I started working at Boys and Girls Club, which I was really enjoying and helping. It was a really healing experience to work with teenagers again. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, like year two was actually, it was, it was a very healing thing because we were able to actually yeah. do things that we were enjoying again. Uh, we moved out to Napanee, um, which is really cool. So we were like, throughout that year, 2021, we kind of played around the idea a couple of times of of moving, but we didn't really know where we wanted to go because we were also like, I was at a job. I'm like, oh, I know for a fact I'm not going to be here very long. Mm-hmm. And same with the net. So we're like, we really don't want to jump into a new house at a place where we're not even going to end up working, right. you know? Yeah. And so I had got a hold of, I'd been got, given an offer at uh, Boys and Girls Club to work at either our Napanee, the Napanee branch or the Goshen branch. And I had known that Annette, my brother lives out here too. Then that really loved Napanee. So I was like, I'll take the Napanee job. Uh, knowing that soon after that, we would just end up trying to move out here. And mm-hmm. we did. We were out here. I got the job in the end of August, and we were out here at the beginning of October. Yeah. It was a pretty quick turnaround. I didn't even see the house until until we had bought it and we were moving in. It was the first time I got to walk through the house. <laughs> it was funny. Poor Micah. Yeah. Yeah, so I would say like where year one, kind of the theme was – I feel like there's a better word, but like shattering. I would say transition. Transition. Yeah. Okay. Just, yeah. But like transition. a difficult and a negative way. Sometimes transitions are good. 
<clears throat> but you're too. Yeah. I think you're too. We got to more of a. I think now entering year three, we've been able to find people who have been helpful in helping us healing. So like finding help, talking to um, people yeah. who do life coaching and inner healing prayer and now wellness and trying to get our bodies feeling right. Like taking responsibility for all of those things and like talking about them and praying about them and getting the problems out there so you can get healed, Yeah, I think has been a huge game changer for me, especially. I would say. Yeah, I would agree with that too. I mean, year two, year two wasn't as eventful as year one. And so like- In a good big, way. We were tired thing. of events. The big, yeah, <laughs> the big things I would say in year two, which is technically when we would say we were married for a year mm-hmm. because it's kind of like babies. You know, but, you know, anyway. uh, so year two- Our marriage us, was 18 months. Yes. <laughs> year two was, um, we just had the two, we had, we moved and we both got new jobs. That we're both currently still at, so we enjoy these jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and those are like the two biggest noteworthy milestoney, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. things that year. But but all through that was just a very it was very healing to like finally see some light, I guess, at the end of that tunnel. Yeah. Um, of just a kind of darkness. I don't want to say darkness, but that sounds. Well, was, just some pretty, hope. Just yeah, just some hope. Just see some hope. And I mean, it was a dark place emotionally for that us. That marriage though. is actually a fun and exciting thing that we can do yeah. together, and not just what it's been. Um, mm-hmm. Not just hard all the time. Uh, that there is actually there actually is a honeymoon phase. Yeah, there is actually that good part of that fun, exciting part of being married, and that was one of those things. And all of a sudden, we had a bunch of extra money mm-hmm. uh, too when we sold that house, which was a huge blessing. Yeah, we um, were just so long in survival mode. Yeah, like finally having a different option was like such a relief <laughs> yeah, like we're, oh like we're trying to tread thrive. like our i never felt like our marriage was in a bad place necessarily yeah, I, I felt like we were both emotionally in bad places but yeah. like getting to a healthier place emotionally and spiritually has also infinitely helped our marriage and yeah. like being able to have fun together and uh find fun things to do together like exercise yeah. and plants and dream about the future instead of just being like yeah instead of just being like well we don't have any money and we can't survive so (laughs) (laughs) yeah it felt like year one we were just like thrown into the water and just treading water and Mm -hmm. then year two was like oh hey here's a here's a floaty yeah and we're like oh floaty's nice one floaty (laughs) and now going into year three uh because yeah like annette said like we've just we've i want to say we recruited but we didn't like we just like we we had become very isolated because we suddenly moved away from all of our previous friends because I mean we're not like crazy far away but like thirty minutes is a good chunk and then my hours are rough so it's hard for people to hang out make time to hang out with me and be them uh, so we just felt really isolated so we just were trying to essentially start over trying to rebuild uh, connections with people especially people that would, will. Uh, they have the tools to help us. And so, like, mm-hmm. like Annette said, like life coaching, finding resources for that through our church, um, making new friends, making a new small group at our new church mm-hmm. uh, to help kind of increase our circle of support yeah. as we had gone down to pretty much just Annette and I for a little bit there. Uh, and so, yeah. where's it going with that? Well, just different, different changes and yeah. ways of like reaching out that we've 
been able to find healing. Like I think there is, there's healthy seasons of necessary endings, but yeah. you can't just stay there with no support. Like you gotta, even though it's painful, continue to try and reach out and make new connections. And then once you do and you find the right people, then you start to feel yourself thriving again. And yeah, Jesus healing all those things in your life. But which is where we're at. So we're not, or at least not both of us. I don't say we're both. That's probably pretty thriving. But I don't say I'm thriving yet. But I can definitely know that I'm like I'm significantly closer mm-hmm. to feeling like I'm thriving than I was six months ago. You're not depressed, sleeping I'm not in, depressed, sleeping, sleeping in, as much as possible, and... doing little to nothing around the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually feel like I'm contributing and enjoying contributing, which is really the thing. Yeah, I just wasn't enjoying contributing. That's a big and, deal. Uh, mm-hmm. And so it's been year three has been pretty good so far coming into year three yeah so nutrition's a big thing for us now yeah back so. to where we started with the i think future casting and moving into the future we're doing we're working on our nutrition we're working on our exercise just getting our bodies healthy to invest in that long-term planning mm-hmm. for ourselves but also for our kids in the future sometime not pregnant yet but praying for that day um and preparing for that day so yeah prepping in that way and then also finding different ways to work together, which is what we've always loved to do. And so yeah. doing that with premarital counseling, going through that training now and looking forward to and um, trying to find couples that we're going to be encouraging and mentoring. And I'm just excited to see those discipleship relationships. Like I know Micah really thrives in those smaller groups too. And so yeah. to kind of see um, our gifts restored and play out, I'm looking forward to that in the future. What are yep. you looking forward to? What am I looking forward to? I'm looking forward yeah, pretty much to the same things. Just being able to um, take the lessons that we've learned from our first few years of marriage mm-hmm. and uh, be able to help new married couples with it. And uh, but I'm also I'm also looking forward to the upcoming obstacles in a way, like the things that like like kids. I know for a fact. Anybody who has kids that listens will easily be able to tell us that having kids will shift everything. Mm-hmm. And so it'll shift your life. It'll shift your marriage. It'll shift your time. It'll shift your money. So uh, just honestly kind of kind of looking forward to it, hesitantly looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. But like knowing that like knowing that everything we've gone through has brought us to a point where we're so close to each other. Mm-hmm. Um and so, because anytime, like we talked about, anytime you go through conflict, you're going to go through conflict, but it's how you come out of it Yeah, um, is really where you see growth. Uh, and so just excited to see how we continue to grow closer to each other right? and be able to share that with all of our listeners occasionally whenever mm-hmm. we are uh, ready to share. <laughs> it's exciting, like growing in ways like we can't even imagine now. Yeah. Like we have our life looks so much differently from year one to year two. Like we have no idea like what it'll look like next year and the different blessings God will give us. So that's exciting. Yeah. Just some silly little things. I've noticed like today I opened up our fridge and I was like, Annette, look how much healthier our fridge looks. Like there's all kinds of vegetables in it and fruits Mm -hmm. and so life giving. Yeah. Which was not really a thing a year ago, a year two Uh, years ago. No, we were packing down a pizza each. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's just, just so ridiculous you know so like those kinds of things like and like when you're depressed years pizza ago feels i had really long good. hair and no facial hair and now i've got no hair and no, lots of facial hair. no hair and lots of facial <laughs> hair. uh i'm not bald but i just shaved it nice but it's cute yeah. uh so it's just funny to see how we how you grow and change and mm-hmm. 
how that's not always a bad thing. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Forward so to if it. you're in a dark place, I know it doesn't feel real, but there is hope. Yeah. Keep reaching out. Don't give up. I agree. I felt that way for sure. Mm-hmm. felt like this was all that there ever would be. But there's not. Sometimes seasons are longer than you want them to be. That's right. And it sucks, but just keep pushing. Mm-hmm. You got it. Okay. Beautiful. I think that's all for now. I think so, too. Catch you next time. Love you. Bye. Bye.